0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. I can teach you how to Dougie Givanesi. And today, we're talking about the importance of writing and editing long-form content and the misconception that you need to create something that, quote-unquote, goes viral. So today... Uh, we have a badass digital content editor, author, instructor, and speaker, who is also the editor-in-chief of our digital media company, Ace Media, and she runs the editorial schedule for swimuniversity.com and BrewCabin.com. So, hey, Michelle Lowry, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you Thanks very for coming much. On. Thank yeah. you for having me.
0: Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think we, I, you know, we have a lot to talk about, because I think I don't, We didn't really, like, talked about what we do philosophically. (laughs) I think we... No. No, we came into this about, like, we came into, like, the relationship with, oh, we have the same, you know, we have the same mindset. We have the same goal. Yeah. But not, like, really going into, like, what those actual goals are.
1: That's true. That Yeah. And I hadn't realized that until you just said it. But you're right. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll get into that. But (laughs) first... uh, (laughs) Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and MoneyLab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, MoneyLab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. I, I, you know, I, The only direction that I really want to go in is talking about uh, what what we do and what um, what you like. First of all, wh- like how you're you're an editor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did that become what you decided to do?
1: Mm. Um, I actually started as a copywriter.
0: Uh, in in what's the difference?
1: Oh well, either between a writer-, writer
0: and a copywriter.
1: Oh, um, copywriting is more, uh, the, on the marketing side,
0: oh, you know, so, okay. writing,
1: writing marketing content.
0: <clears throat> oh wait, I knew that. Yeah. 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 Like writing sales copy. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay, okay. So it might've been, um, blog posts. It might've been, um, actual website copy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, service pages that are meant to get conversions. Um, social media is, you know, there's some copywriting going on there when you're trying to yeah. uh, get somebody to do something. Yeah. So I did. I started out with that uh, in this industry. And when,
0: when was that? Because that I mean, it had to be when social media was a thing. Right.
1: That was uh, I started in September of 2008.
0: OK. And so <laughs> right. 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 When the stock market crashed. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bought my
0: house that same month. I, so. Yeah,
1: I discovered that I could work online and yeah, uh, and yeah. work from home, and which is you know awesome for me. Yeah, uh,
0: did you have training in that, or did you just?
1: I had already.
0: Yeah,
1: I had been writing for quite a while. Um yeah. since about well, I mean, really, my whole life, really, and then. Uh, I would write and edit in, in jobs that I had, um, including when I was in the air force, I had, uh-huh. you know, um, writing reports and special duties that, that entailed writing, uh, public affairs kind of stuff. And, um, and then in about 1997, I started freelancing online. Uh, I was a columnist for the air force times for a little bit, um, Huh. Was writing um, both fiction and nonfiction uh, for one website uh, that I don't think exists anymore.
0: <laughs> they 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 wanted fiction.
1: No 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 another website another website I was oh uh, and columnist for the Air Force Times and writing um, <laughs> fiction and nonfiction for another website. Uh, so it wasn't
0: but, like a wag dog type of situation. No
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Although I don't know, maybe some of the stuff in yeah, the maybe. first times is know. Fiction yeah. <laughs> Who knows? These Who days, knows? you never know. Mm. Um, and just kind of did that off and on, and yeah. uh, and then, like I said, you know, ran across uh, uh, an ad, really, for writing um, web copy, and um. thought, yeah, that's that's something I can do. I, you know, I yeah. mean, let me check this out, and started doing it, and. Uh, what I started doing was actually what I would never, ever, ever recommend anybody do now, which was the really, you know, keyword stuffing kind of oh,
0: yeah. cranking
1: stuff out, cranking out the 500 word posts, you know, 10 of them a day and right. just, just to get content out there. And, and, uh, you know, this is pre Google penguin and, and, oh, Panda yeah this is, and,
0: <laughs> this is black hat days. Oh yeah. Yeah. We didn't, this is, I don't even know if we know, we knew it was black hat. Uh,
1: no. Do we know? It, I, I don't think so i because
0: i was doing it earnestly like i was doing it thinking that that was what i was supposed to be doing
1: yeah i think you're right yeah i think people uh yeah i I don't think that a lot of people really understood what they were doing with proliferating uh not proliferating uh, propagating so much um really bad yeah junk (laughs) trash (laughs) Yeah. On the internet, I think they they just kind of thought, "Oh, this is, you know, this works." They see results really quickly and, you know, yeah. and then Google started cracking down and things changed. Well, Google so,
0: got, you know, they cracked down, but it was their fault to begin with, right? Cuz uh, or well, ma- they were maybe, learning, I don't know. Too.
1: They were learning too. I mean, at, right, you know, in, right. like going back to to 97, that first uh and then, you know, up to 2008 when I started, that first 10 uh-huh. years was just craziness.
0: Yeah, it was a wild west. You could mm-hmm. do whatever you wanted to.
1: It, where, which is exactly where the white hat, black hat comes from. It's Wild West.
0: <laughs> no shit. Is that true?
1: Yeah. The, the good guy always wears the white hat. The Lone Ranger, he always wore the white hat. Well, Texas Rangers always wear white hats. And yeah. the villain always wore a black hat. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Do you watch Westworld?
1: Uh, no, I've heard it's really good, though.
0: Oh, you should watch Westworld. Okay. Okay. You should watch it. Yeah, All it's right. really really good. I,
1: I've been seeing a lot of stuff about it online lately. Yeah. I guess something something big happened. But.
0: Oh, it's it's yeah, it's awesome. There's a, so the one of the like I don't know who he is in the story, but it's the man in the black hat who's in the original Michael Crichton book who's who it was played by Yul Brenner in the original movie in the seventies.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But so I, he, but
0: now he's like they've completely like changed the story from the original Crichton version. So uh, I don't know what yeah. his role is, to be honest.
1: That, uh, that happens. Yeah. But yeah, that's totally oh, where that came from. That's totally where <laughs> White Hat, Black Hat came from. Good guys and bad guys. Wow. Yep.
0: <laughs> well, I do not want to be a bad guy.
1: <laughs> well, we're not now. No, but, you you know, not we, now We not. learned, we knew better, we know better now. Yeah. Um, but your original question was how I, how I moved from writing to editing. And it was because I got burned out. I, from, I spent from writing. Yeah. You know, writing, Just so much content, whether it was, you know, copy for other clients. I was guest posting a lot Mm. um, on industry sites. um, What specific
0: industries?
1: uh, I mean, the SEO industry. Like I was guest posting on Search Engine Journal and Authority Labs and Bruce Clay and... um, Raven Tools and Buffer and, you know, all of these, all of these sites, which was, Mm -hmm. I'm not complaining. It was, you know, it was really fun. It's just, after a while, I just got really burned out with writing. And the final, the final straw, I guess, was... um, in uh let me see what are we in 2018 late 2016 i took Mm -hmm. on uh a really good client and i rewrote their entire website it was like 177 pages i think and took a few months and after that i was just dead i was like no i am done you
0: you rewrote all of them i
1: did yes every single page on their website every page because um, they had they had suffered a penalty. They were uh, a, a manual penalty. They were in deep oh, a trouble. manual one. Yes, yeah.
0: That's that's bad. That's
1: really bad. Yes, they they were in dire straits. Their their business Holy was not crap. doing well, um, and they had already hired the. the uh, <laughs> I often told clients, writing clients, I was usually the second copywriter that they would hire because they would hire someone cheap first right? because they're trying to save money right? and, you know, unfortunately, still a lot of people out there don't respect writing. Oh, it's just writing. It's I write emails yeah. every day. Psh, what's the big deal? Yeah, two you cents know? a word. Yeah. Psh, well, you know, what? Yeah. what's the big deal? I can write. Right. It's, you know, there's nothing to it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, then they hire a cheap copywriter who and get pay for stuffed and, you mm-hmm. know, put bad links in there and they... Uh, got, uh, did, did not come out of that penalty right? and just made things never worse. did. No, no, no. That, that oh, time oh, with that oh. first writer. So then they came to me and right. I rewrote everything. And within a month, um, they started seeing, uh, traffic again and, and coming wow. out of it. So, and then within six months they were, they had doubled the number of visitors that they had had at that point the year before.
0: Wow. So they really came out of it. Oh Yeah. Yeah. I've no I don't think I've ever heard of a story where somebody was well I've, first of all I'd never heard of anybody being manually penalized that's I know that that's serious. Yeah. And then yeah. to come and then to come around from that. Mm-hmm. I mean I guess they they were just paying attention. They were you know Google was just like yeah they're they're trying
1: yeah and you know there were other things going on too that I was brought into the job by um, a colleague of mine who is uh, she's an SEO and a Google analytics expert she w- she did' an audit for them and yeah. you know had given them basically a blueprint to to help them get out of this too and then the next step was the content you know right so yeah so it's um, after that though like I said it was a, it was a really good gig and you know I was able to help them but I was just completely burned out right. and I thought I was going to get away from the digital side of things just completely. I was like, I've had it. I'm done. Mm. And I started um, actually editing fiction for a little bit because, you know, self-publishing is huge right now. Right, right. Huge. Yeah. And a lot of self-published authors are looking for, you know, editors. And so I started doing that and realized very quickly that I hated it. (laughs) Why? Because it took the joy out of reading for me. I, Uh, you know, I would put work away and then I would pick up a book and I'd start editing it. And I, you know, I was, and, or, and and then it got to the point where I wouldn't read at all because I was like, that's just work now. You know, I just spent all day reading a whole, reading a a novel manuscript. I don't want to read right now. I just want to, you know, veg. So, um, and then... Just a a lot of reasons. Um, Yeah. There's that. But that was the big one. And uh, (laughs) around that time when I was discovering that, okay, I've, I've, I've made a terrible mistake to <laughs> quote Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. Uh, I was realizing that. Uh, I got an email from my friend, Selena Nariena sami uh-huh. who was on your mailing list. Uh-huh. And she sent me the the email that you had looking for an editor-in-chief. And she said, this is perfect for you. This You have to do this. And I read it. And I was like, oh, that's what I was trying to not do, though. I don't know, right. I don't know if I want to do that. But, oh. All right, let me just see what happens. Let, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and apply. And yeah. a year, almost a year and a half later, here we are. <laughs>
0: yeah, here we are. How is it so far?
1: Uh, you know. I'm
0: putting, <laughs> I'm putting you on a hard spot right now.
1: No, it's, I. you know, I will say it. I've told you this before, too. This is uh-huh. the best gig I've had. That's ever. awesome ever because you know partly because as you mentioned we're we're in the same mindset as far yeah. as how things need to work um not just uh you know seo wise and content wise but just uh in from the managerial aspect and from the business management aspect and you know we're we're really in sync with a, a lot of a, a lot of that so
0: yeah i mean it works the, well. the yeah the original um the original application process that i put out was sort of I, I, dra- I, I was like, you know what? There's got to be a way to do this to find out. Because I wasn't looking for an quote-unquote editor or a, a writer. I was looking for somebody who shared what I believed writing on the internet should be like. And so I put together very specific questions. I remember, uh, and I don't know if I've ever told you this. Maybe I, I must have. Uh, I must have on our first call. But So 26 people applied. You were the only one I talked to because you had blown <laughs> everyone else away. Uh, you with my I had these little like, Yeah, <laughs> I had these little secrets. I, and they were like just in my head. So there were a couple of questions I asked. It was a Google form. And it was a couple of questions I asked trying to figure out who I would like to work with who shares like again my values. So mm-hmm. one of them was you know, send me 3 videos that you think are funny. And you know, just send me 3 videos that you think will make me laugh or that made you laugh. And if I laugh at them also, then we have a similar sense of humor. And I and then remember, I was the only one of anybody who sent videos that I laughed out loud at. And it was a guy dressed as Jesus in a, <laughs> in a Mustang pushing a shopping car, a Target shopping cart, and he's like pushing it into like the the shopping the cart car. like collector. Yes. And the, and, the, the and then the title of the video was just WWJD. Yes. <laughs> And And he looks so annoyed
1: while he's doing it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and he's doing it from his car. So he's driving the car and pushing it. Yeah, and I just remember, like, so that's a pet peeve of mine. (laughs) Yes, me too. I have to put the shopping carts away. When I'm done with it, I put it in the designated area so that they're not, you know, because they block. It's just that I was just, and I cracked me up because I'm like, that is something that I personally, I'm like, (laughs) I feel pious when I do it, you know? So uh, that (laughs) and... The other thing, there was a couple of things. One was the, uh, I had asked what you thought was the most, I don't remember how I phrased it, but the most epic content on the internet. And I had all of these in my head, and I'm like, if anyone picks one of these New York Times pieces, uh, which are like these like these individual posts that are completely uh, interactive, yeah. and I think you, I, don't remember, I forget, I think you picked the one about Greenland or something. It was Snowfall. It was Snowfall. Yes. So it, was about, it was about global warming. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I was just like, well, <laughs> that was that was what I had in my head. If anyone picked that immediate immediate phone call, because I'm like that. I the, to me that was the best thing I've ever seen. And uh, the other thing was I had purposefully uh, asked people to critique an article on some university, and I purposefully picked a piece of shit. <laughs> And I I picked a piece of shit because I I had a feeling that because people were on my email list and knew who I was they wouldn't they would critique it knowing that I wrote it well also they're
1: trying to get a job you know they don't want to insult you when they want you to hire them
0: but I wanted that Mm -hmm. I wanted that so and I didn't write it so it it wasn't like I was connected to the piece but also I knew it was awful so. Mm I you know and then you just eviscerated it was like you, you, and everything you said I was like yep uh huh yes yep that's true Uh, yeah and it was like not just you know it wasn't just like you know there's a there's a semicolon here that's not appropriate there's a period here that's you know this is a run on sentence it was uh, if you're trying to rank for this keyword uh, this shit ain't gonna work you have to do this and add this and I'm like yes thank yeah thank you Uh, and so like those I was just like yeah instant you know. You, again, like all the values kind of aligned with mine and uh and that's I was looking for somebody who would approach digital content. And I and I personally yeah. I'm probably sure that I hate using the word content, but it does incorporate all of what we're talking it's, about. Yes.
1: It's the easiest uh,
0: catch all term. It, it is the easiest catch-all term, but it's like what would Scorsese call his work? Yeah. It's not content, but you know, whatever. Uh but yeah, it, it we we shared this sort of like this is the way content should be done on the internet, mm-hmm. and uh, like so to go on this idea of writing and editing what we think content is on the internet. What is it? I mean, I mean, you you worked for these these industries. So I to, Well, hold on. So <laughs> I'm like going <laughs> to keep rambling here, <laughs> but uh, you said you got burned out writing. Mm-hmm. Is it because you were writing the same topics over and over again? No. Or was it just the act of writing?
1: No, it was really just the act of writing because as uh, as a copywriter, I mean, I wrote stuff for um, legal websites, for pet care websites, um, a plastic surgery site. I mean, all kinds of different things. And that's actually one of the things that I liked about writing content. I learned a ton of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, there was at one point I, I used to joke that I could probably diagnose mesothelioma because I wrote about it so much, <laughs> so much. and studied right. it, researched right. it so much, you know. Um, but I, so no, that was really a benefit, you know, that I got to write about so many different things, uh, a wide variety of topics. Um, but so yeah, it was just the act of writing because it's hard. It is really yeah. hard to sit down with a blank piece of paper, well, you know, a blank screen. Screen, right. <laughs> in a, bl- front cur- of you a blinking cursor. For, yeah, exactly. In front of you and just start producing something that is uh, original, that's unique, that is, you know, hopefully. Uh, at this point, it's so hard to write something that hasn't already been said. Created, uh, You right. know? <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it was just. It, it was that. It was just the, the act of writing, and it was just draining. It was really mm-hmm. draining. And um, I actually, you know, I write on the side my own stuff. I have a book mm-hmm. published. I want to yeah. do more. I want to write more books. I want to publish more books. And and doing that all day, again, it was like the editing fiction. I didn't, the last thing I want to do was read at the end of the day. When I spent yeah. the whole day writing client content, the last thing I want to do was sit down and, you know, no matter how much fun stuff. it was, yeah, yeah, to write my own stuff. Because that's, it's work now, you know. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's Th-
0: that happened with me it, working at the pool company. Like I was working at a swimming pool company and then I would come home and have to write about swimming pool stuff. And I just it, it was so hard. It was so hard yeah. for me to do. It. And I don't like writing. Yeah. Even and it though, doesn't matter
1: how well you know the topic. You can know it forwards and backwards. And it's yep. just, ugh, huh. you know,
0: you know. So even with the books that you're writing, because I found that if I write about something that I know intimately and not necessarily how to it's more storytelling Mm -hmm. i i i find it easier to write you know like journaling is easier to than you know trying to say like step one do this step two do that because you have to think it's like I, i don't really know i don't know uh the difference but like i would imagine it's like writing a research paper in college versus you know writing a piece of, not even a piece of fiction, but just like a a retelling of like what happened at Christmas time or something Mm. in your personal life.
1: No, that's very true. Um, I think everybody's a little bit different though, because for me, one of the things I actually um, enjoyed about uh, writing content for clients was writing that how-to content, writing things, taking Uh. something, taking what what may be a complex um, topic or something that a lot of people don't know about and breaking it down and not... Not dumbing it down, not no. you know, not at making all. Making it
0: easier to digest,
1: yes, because you always need to respect the reader, you know. But making it easier to understand, uh, writing writing the way you speak is mm-hmm. is a, a benefit, in in my opinion. Um, when you try too hard to sound smart or use, you know, big vocabulary words or that you may or may not be using correctly. (laughs) When you try too hard like that, it just, it comes off stilted and it's not, it's not enjoyable to read. And then you, uh, it completely misses the point. You know, if you're trying to educate someone about something and they get too caught up in all these big words that you're using and, and the stilted manner that you're writing, then they don't learn anything. But mm-hmm. if you talk to people, if you write the way you speak, and you're just talking to someone, and you know, like, like they're your buddy, and you're explaining yeah. something to them, it, it, you know, it has much better results. So I actually enjoyed that part of it too. But I keep right. saying that I enjoyed it, but I hated it. No, I, I, <laughs> get, no, I, I get, I get it. I liked it, but after ten years of it, you know, sure. it was like, oh my gosh, I got to do something different.
0: And how's <laughs> editing better, or at least, uh, or at least t- more tolerable? I don't know. <laughs>
1: um, well just by virtue of the fact that it's not the actual writing. Right. Um, okay. And, and because it is, uh, I'm, I'm still in a position where I can help make that content better, help right. make it more easily understandable, um, <clears throat> help, uh, help the without the building rank. it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Without having to build it from scratch. Um, the other thing I liked about it is the writers that, uh, that we work with our team. We have a team of awesome writers and they're they're writers I've I've actually worked with off and on for years now years mm-hmm. and years and I I keep going back to them because they're good and, and because yeah. we work well together and they are so open to feedback and to learning and improving and you know there's never any back and forth like well uh, you know I think this is right because right you know which just that defeats the purpose of of you know, we're just trying to get this published. Let's, this yeah. isn't, you know, this isn't your grand, your magnum opus. Soapbox, box, right? Yeah, exactly. This is not your personal, you know, piece. And they understand that a lot of, right. um, some content writers do get very attached to what they're writing. Like it's something very personal and it's not, you know, you yeah, have to let go of that. that. And they're really good about that. They understand that this is writing with a specific purpose. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, it's ghost writing, their names don't go on it. So it's not, you know there's no there's no personal attachment to it and so we're we're able to work really well together that way so uh, i i can help them to write better they can help me, you know, because they're the ones doing the research. I, yeah. I rely on them a lot. And I tell them this, you know, you're the one who's doing the the, the groundwork there. You're doing yeah, the you're research and the this. reading. Yeah. So, you know, if I come across something that I don't understand, first of all, you know, we have to look at that from the reader's perspective. If I'm having a hard time understanding it, then chances are the reader is going to have a tough time understanding it, too. So I need you to explain this a little better or clarify or what's going on here because you're the one who knows this, this topic better right now than I do. And you know they'll come back and, and they're able to do that for um, for me and and for the for the reader, so yeah, it's well, that's f- what's better that, yeah. about, about editing is being able to to kind of do, oops being able to kind of direct the piece. I'm not used to having this mic here. Yeah. Um, to to direct the piece that way and, and help to improve it, but also you know working with such good and, and talented writers who are are able to to work with me in that way.
0: Yeah, and and I. I think, well, one, I see like we have a Slack channel specifically for the editorial team. Mm -hmm. And I see (laughs) a lot of times that you write, because I'm not a part of the team, but you write a lot of like, we just learned this or there's this huge, you write these huge like learning pieces. (laughs) That's like, here's how we're doing it now. Or like, oh, we came across this thing and this is, you know, uh, some sort of SEO. uh, I forget what's the, the there was one that was recently about SEO that you wrote that was like something about linking out to other sites or something?
1: Oh, um, it was, no, it was about internal linking and internal and linking, internal linking and, and relevance. And we actually, right. yeah, we actually had a call, uh, about that, uh, which is another thing that they're awesome about, you know, they'll jump on a call with me and, and cause sometimes it's easier to explain something verbally than to write yes. it all out. Right. And so that particular one was just a reminder that, you know, this is, this is what we talked about. And, you know, remember, keep this in mind that this is how we need to be linking internally. And here's why, um, so, yeah, and again, they're always so receptive to that, you know, and I'll see immediate, um, immediate results from that too, yeah. you know.
0: You know, I was just – you were mentioning the idea that somebody else is writing something from a point of view of they know the topic so well, and then you look at it from I don't know this topic very well, so I need some things clarified for me. Mm-hmm. So technically, since I know the pool industry so well – if I were my own writer and editor, I'd be the worst content creator for that topic. <laughs>
1: um not necessarily, po- you know, right. possibly. It's um like I said everybody writes differently though, sure. you know, and but that is the that's the benefit of having an editor. That is really the benefit of having an editor, having that that in-between person who uh, can can look at something from that perspective. you know you may have yeah. been you're, you've been immersed in, in this industry for you know so long and you know the topic backwards and forwards and mm-hmm. um, you can write you know really well about it and and know what you're talking about. And then if you just th- what happens there is you will skip some little things that Maybe the the person who's newer to it needs to know, right. because you know it so well. To you, it's a foregone conclusion. To you, it's a, yeah. well, of course I'm gonna you know, do it this way because this is right. just the way you do it. So I don't even need to mention because duh, everybody needs to do it that yeah, way. Yeah, everyone you know? knows
0: they should shock at night. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, why? Yeah, it's like, exactly. Oh, I, sh- I have to explain that, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's an excellent example. Um, yeah, and that's actually something that um, I. I try to do with um, whether it's writing or editing or, um, you know, when I'm teaching a class or giving a webinar, explain the why behind something because that helps people learn. You know, if you just tell them something, okay, just, you know, just shock your Rule pool at thumb. night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just shock your pool at night. Well, why? If you don't explain to them why it's important, first of all, they're probably not going to really remember, you know, they're yeah. not going to retain that. Second, they're probably going to blow you off and be like, right. well, right. I don't have time to do that. At night. I'm just going to do it first yeah. thing in the morning before I go to work. And, you know, right. Right. then they're not going to understand why it's not working. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a benefit of having, having an editor and having someone between the the writer and the reader who can look at it from that perspective
0: mm-hmm. of,
1: you know, okay, this is how it, it may look to, to the reader. And we have to keep, you know, with brew cabin, I'm sure that we have readers who have been homebrewing for years yeah. and people who are just getting started, you know? So we yep. have to kind of, we have to, we have to, uh, straddle that, that line yeah we have yeah. to straddle that line because we don't want to speak above people's heads and exclude the people who aren't familiar with it but we also don't want to make it so easy and so simple that the people who are more experienced get bored and yeah. or yell know. at us yeah <laughs> yeah oh that sounds like maybe that happened Uh-oh. that's happened oh, yeah. no. <laughs>
0: when, you try, when you try to simplify things in an industry where people you know maybe didn't get a and i mean i'm going to go on a little thing here but like people in the pool industry sometimes uh it's kind of their uh it's their way of like this is what i do like i'm an expert in this and mm-hmm. so don't tell me that i haven't been studying this for the last 20 years it's like dude it's fucking pools man like
1: well not like, only that i so upset about it you're not the audience right. i mean you know no, it's, right. it's great that you're reading it and all thanks the, the
0: backyard chemist is not but- the yeah
1: the yeah well the you know people who are actually in the industry no this sure. is the person who just bought a house with a pool because they thought it would be awesome to have a pool and now they're yep. like oh my god what do I do with this you know yeah yeah those are the people we have to keep in mind
0: yeah and the same with Brew Cabin like I I've and I've always approached you know I have I have to when I first started I used to, I used to write just whatever and then I've decided well who is the audience is it somebody who just moved into a house with a pool or somebody that has owned a pool for five years. And it's like, we just have to assume that everyone's new to this. Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time, we, there's, 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 there's times within the content where we can speak to the, the five year veteran of, of owning a pool. Mm-hmm. And, but, but I think for an SEO point of view, it's even better if you start at the, you know, everyone's new to this and, and, you can talk. There's a way to talk. Yeah, you're right. There's a way to be. There's a way to not dumb it down, mm-hmm. quote unquote, uh, but still talk as if like, hey, I'm explaining this to you. Yes, if you already know this, I'm sorry, but at least here's a refresher. It doesn't. It's not going to feel like, all right, like just fast forward, man. Like,
1: yeah. And we've yeah. actually done that. Well, a few things about that. First, we've actually done that in content, in in articles, and said, you know, even if you've been doing this, you know, you've owned a pool for 10 years, it never hurts to have a refresher. Yes. But. Uh, something that we will do with those pieces, um, and this is both for, for SEO and for um, usability, mm-hmm. is headers. You know, that's where headers come in because yeah. you are going to have people who skim. You know, if yeah, you I'm just, a skimmer. Yeah, if you just, I am too. If you just write one big block of of words, uh, nobody's going to stick around for that. They're going to bounce no. out because that looks intimidating and boring and you know time consuming. Mm-hmm. But uh, so headers are are a lot more than than just a way to insert keywords, which sure. you know the further down you get on the page, the less effective that is anyway. But yep. it's also for usability. It's also for the reader, so that they can skim and and for organization. You know, for for a logical uh, progression of the topic. Mm-hmm. First, what is this thing? Second, why is this important? Why do you need to know this? Third, here's the actual how to do it. And then yes. you know we've got the wrap up. So it's and we have there's a very specific structure that we follow formula. with every yeah. yes with every piece of content that we do for both Swim University and Brew Cabin. We follow that. Mm-hmm. Here's this thing. We, we introduce the topic. What is it? Why do you need to know this? Here's all the information that you need. And we wrap it up and, you know, done. So the other thing that does is for the regular readers, they come to expect that. They know exactly where to huh. go to find the information they're looking for. You know, they, they fall into that pattern of, okay, you know, I know that this is just the intro stuff. I already know all that stuff. I just want to know exactly how to do this. So I'll just skim down the page. You know, right. so because when you start, you know, reorganizing things and and doing things in all different orders and everything, and people don't know what to expect, that's how you lose readers. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. So you know, if you've got everything in in a logical order, um, uh, yeah, the, a temp, the
0: like a template or a formula, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and you know, and it's not even it's not even that strict. Like we don't have a, an actual template that we follow. It's just of you know. Um, Yeah, just, you know, a logical progression of the topic. Um, You know, I I mentioned that uh, we were working with a sponsor recently and they wanted some things rearranged. And that's why I I said, no, we can't. No, we can't do that because we always do it in this order. And there's a reason why we do it in that order. Uh, Yeah, I understand what you're saying. You know that the you want the, the more. Um, you know salesy part well yeah
0: (laughs) at the top uh, push it up there above the fold because
1: people aren't going to scroll down but they are they are they're going to skim the page you know um, well the people who
0: are literally interested in the topic Mm -hmm. and those people are going to be more likely to buy your product so Mm -hmm. yes they want to yeah push them down
1: yeah not only that but the more salesy stuff if you put that at the top people are more likely to bounce out because sure. they start reading it, and they feel immediately like they're reading an ad, and mm-hmm. they don't want that they want no. information they want to learn something they want to learn how to do something they want to solve a problem that they have that's what needs to be addressed first before you start you know putting products and, and sales copy in front of somebody's face
0: yeah I, I kind of wanted to uh, you know you, you basically said most of it, but to talk about <laughs> what is the what is the, like your idea of the perfect long form post <coughs> and of a, with a goal of trying to rank on Google, because we're saying that there's a misconception that most people try to make content. Do, I don't know if the most people try to do this, but this idea that you want to write something that is going to go viral, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Versus <coughs> writing something. Cause I, cause I, I think of it like this. I, I've been, I, I've been mentioning this a lot cause I'm writing this post about affiliate marketing uh, on money lab and i'm right now at about like 7800 words <laughs> oh on it oh
1: my gosh <laughs> and
0: it's not going to be that i just wrote i like did all this research i wrote down friggin everything i could
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm i'm probably going to end up shaving it down to like maybe 4500 words mm-hmm. and i started noticing that uh, there's you know people had sent me these pieces of content cuz i asked my audience what's the best Piece you've ever read on content promotion, so the promotion side of, of all of this. Mm-hmm. And I, I got one that I was like, oh, this is huge. He even mentions at the beginning, like, this is 12,000 words. And so, you know, Whoa. here's a table of contents, like, skip around. And I'm like, that is, I started reading it. I'm like, this is so boring. Oh my <laughs> God. And I'm like, 12,000 words, one, like, just because something is lengthy doesn't mean it's good, right? Yes. Yes.
1: Anybody Absolutely. can write
0: a shitload of words. Yes. Um, and so what's this magic formula for, like, writing long-form content that is going to rank and perhaps will also – has the potential at least to go viral if, it, if, if let's say, the right person picked it up because, you know, that's the thing with virality. It, it, it really needs a huge person, a huge influencer – to give it that push. Otherwise, like, like if you look at, there's some studies about viral content where viral content actually is in pockets. It's not a, you know, I pass something on to you, you pass it on to two friends, those two friends pass it on and it kind of grows. That's Mm -hmm. not how, that's not how viral content works. It's Kim Kardashian tweets it, you know, and then one of Kim Kardashian's Friends like Kanye tweets it, and so like now these two big influencers with two different audiences tweet at this thing that's relevant to them, and these pockets grow, mm-hmm. and then it dies off, mm-hmm. right? And then and then you've you've put all this time and effort into creating something that's viral, and it pays off for you once, and then you never see that again.
1: Right. Okay. Couple things. Um, the the long form content that gets back to what we were just talking about with uh, writing something that appeals to and helps both the beginner and the experienced person. Um, You know, what we do with Swim University and Brew Cabin, we've, uh, you you coined this term, they're resource brands. Mm -hmm. These are sites where people can go to learn how to do things or learn about things that have to do with pools or homebrewing. Yeah. So the benefit of the long-form content is exactly Um, what we were just saying, the, you know, introducing that topic and explaining what it is first and then why you need to know it. That's the beginner part. That's what the beginners need to know. The experienced person, they've been doing that for a while. They already know what it is. They already know why they need to do it. They want to learn a new tactic. They want to learn exactly how to do it. They want to know what chemicals they need to use. They can skip down. So that's and they,
0: and they and they know how to skip down because one if they're a, if they are a constant reader of ours they know that we get to it eventually mm-hmm. and they know where to go but on top of that because we break because we format in mm-hmm. a certain way yes. it, it makes it easier for somebody to skim like oh, here's where I need exactly yes yeah. the
1: the headers are, are you know also instructional yeah. Um, so that's, that's the benefit to the reader of the long-form content, that mm-hmm. that's one of the ways that it addresses both the beginner and the experienced person. Um, as far as Google and as far as ranking for long-form content, you know, we've seen studies that long-form content uh, tends to rank better. Yep. Um, And I think that's that's probably part of the reason why, because it is more in depth, because it is not just skimming the surface of a topic. It is quality. It's it's providing information about something. And it's also something that is going to, uh, you know, what we're going for, stand the test of time, because we're writing something that once it's written that's it. That's pretty much it. You know how to add chlorine to your pool. That's not really going to change.
0: No, that's, you yeah, know, that's, <laughs> and if it does change, you go back and update that article.
1: Yeah, exactly. You always can do that. Yeah. That's, right. that's always a possibility. Um, but if you cover it well enough the first time you're done, you know, you're t- you're, timeless. you've got that. Yeah, exactly. You've got that yeah. long form piece that it covers it really well and mm-hmm. you're not breaking it down into these little teeny, you know, micro topics like, okay, what kind of chlorine should you use, or you know, okay, when should you add it? And what? No, it's all together. It's all one thing. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, at the same time, we do have those smaller pieces for the people who are just looking. Okay, I already know how to add it, but what type do I need to use? You know. Yeah. So we've got those two. Um, so, like I said, the the long form content. That's that's the two benefits of it. That it's um, addressing both the the beginner and the experienced, and it's going to rank better. Um, yeah.
0: And, and well, real quick, to be clear on on what long form is, right? Because I, I always oh, yeah. struggle with this myself. 2,500 words? <laughs> 1,000 words?
1: Um, you know, yeah, and, 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 what's, and what's this?
0: Yeah, exactly. And who's to say that a 500 word piece, if it's just, it, depending on the topic, if yes. it's just perfect, is not gonna work
1: yeah no right? let me let me clarify that you know when when i say that we go for long-form content on on Swim university and brew cabin that is not to say that no matter what the topic is we are going to write yeah, we're going 2, 2, words yeah no sure, yeah no not at all um the the instruction that i give to our writers most often and before anything else is however many words it takes you yeah. know if it's something super simple you know if if you're writing a, a blog post about how to start your car, there are only so many ways you can do that. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> there's only, you know, um, well, there's hot wiring. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, um, actually I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, I, I did some training for a client a few years ago. They were, um, a corporate insurance provider. There, it was a company that, um, you know, like the the insurance companies that provide insurance for CEOs in case they get kidnapped by pirates and stuff. That, no, seriously, that that's yes. not real? Seriously, no, seriously, they have they have policies for that. I'm not even making pirate that. insurance. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like oh huge corporate policies for these huge corporations, right? And they were working with with a writer before me who had told them no every single blog post you write has to have at least 500 words right at least and and then i came and said no what are you talking about that's ridiculous uh you know here you have a post about you just opened a new office in seattle how much how much more can you say hey we we just opened (laughs) a new office in seattle here's the address you know this is what we do there come and see us that's all you need that's it yeah and the other thing is
0: get to the point yeah, yeah exactly right first
1: of all that's not something that needs to go viral. That's not something that really needs to rank even, you know, because sure. you're also going to have uh, that information on your contact page or your locations page or service page or whatever. Yeah,
0: that's that's for the people who do find your viral stuff or your, or your long-form stuff. Yeah. yeah and and you're, you're providing a service to exactly. your your readers. exactly.
1: Yeah. So, you know, that might be a couple hundred words and that's fine, sure. you know, but if you're going to start explaining the intricacies of pirate insurance... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. then yeah seriously look it up i'm not making that i'm
0: looking at that <laughs> up. yeah i am um, definitely looking that up because i'm yeah. gonna get it i, wanna, oh, I want i want it yeah i want it just
1: just so you I can want say just to say that i have insurance. it.
0: <laughs> yeah i don't care how much it costs i want it
1: <laughs> but then obviously you know that's gonna take that's gonna take more words and more time to to write about it well so um no so long form yes it is subjective um right you know a couple thousand words yeah that's a that's a long post you know when you look at it from the perspective of just looking at it and seeing its length and Mm -hmm. you know how much it takes to to scroll through to get to the end so yeah a couple thousand words is quite a bit um 6,000 words, if that's what it takes, you know, Yeah, and right. it's, you know, that, that post that you mentioned, you know, 12,000 words is a lot, but he built a table of contents, I'm, I'm assuming linked at yeah. the beginning. It's, you know, so that's the way to do that so that you don't have people having to scroll for an hour to get to the bottom.
0: Right. Um, but that, so that, that point is like, if you know, at a certain point, when do you, when does it become individual blog posts? Right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you probably could have taken that and
1: or and an divided
0: it into two different things. 12,000
1: yeah. words is basically a novella. You know? e- exactly. So. Well,
0: that's the way I look at our our websites, which is like, <laughs> they're online books. They're mm-hmm. online resource guides. So, mm-hmm. you know, each each post could be like a chapter, right? Or, or, or a section of a chapter. So, you know, you don't want it. You don't want to bury it because it's really hard to search within a post, right? It's better to have, you know, it depends. I mean, you really have to kind of look at it. Uh, and say like you know should we talk about how to get rid of uh, bubbles in the airline of your pump in the section where we talk about troubleshooting a pump or should it be its own thing depending on well what are people searching for and what are you know would this make sense as a section or a chapter in a a book well Uh, if you were going to write a manual about pool care or something
1: yeah and and part of what's going to determine that is also going to be the keywords that you're targeting because you don't want to try to target, you know, five, six, seven keywords on one page. Right. Um, Especially
0: in all different categories. Yeah,
1: exactly. You're going to, you're going to muddle things that way. Um, None of them are going to be as powerful as they could be if they were, if it was just, you know, one or two, I, we never go beyond three. Um, And it's very rare that we'll have a tertiary keyword. Um, Always, obviously a primary, sometimes a a secondary, very Mm -hmm. rarely a tertiary. And they have to be really tightly, closely related for us yep. to do that, you know. Um, but, yeah, if you try to write an epic, you know, how to troubleshoot your pump, there could be so many things wrong with it. You know, sure. you need to just kind of cover the basics. But that's also where your again, from the SEO perspective, that's where your internal linking comes in. Yep. Because, you know, then we do have that article about how specifically to get the the air bubbles out of the line. So, right. Which in know, and of
0: itself is a keyword that gets a lot of searches. So yes, you have to be careful. Exactly.
1: That. Exactly. Right. So rather than putting that keyword in that big um, generalized troubleshooting post. Uh-huh. No, you you focus on troubleshooting uh, hot tub pump, which is the keyword mm-hmm. for that one. You know the specific things that you could be looking for, and each one of those things, maybe or several of them, link out to their individual posts, and that's how right. you're building your site architecture and you know getting people uh, to the information that they need. So it's a there's a lot to consider. This is where this is where digital content editing uh, is is different from just straight editing for you know spelling and grammar and syntax and, and flow. It's taking all of those things into account. You know mm. keyword use and um, optimization and internal and external linking and how things are related. And that's, you know, you mentioned the the thing I wrote in the um, editorial Slack channel. That's what the ed- internal linking um, training that, that I did with the writers was about. It was about right. using that to build relevance. You know, and right. making sure that when you're linking internally, that you're not just linking internally willy nilly. Just you know, because because you can. Yep, yeah, just because you can, and it's a it's a link of opportunity rather than a strategically placed link. You know, homebrewing equipment links out to hydrom- the hydrometer article, as opposed to linking out to something about uh, I don't know Gadgets types of or types of hops. You right. know, that doesn't have to do with home brewing equipment. Yeah, you use home brewing equipment for everything, obviously. Right. So theoretically, you know, you could link it to just about anything, but no, let's let's narrow things down and link the home brewing equipment article to the hydrometer and the mash tun and the the right. grain mill. Those things are relevant to each other.
0: Yep. So. yeah and their own and their own keywords and their own topics and exactly
1: exactly yeah. so and, not only are and, we you know strengthening our architecture that way but we're building the relevance that way too
0: right and you mentioned uh, when you when you talk to your writers about length it's however long it takes mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I love that because it's well one I don't have to because a lot of I mean when I used to work with writers before you know you came along and knew how to work new new good writers <laughs> and then knew how to know how to work with them i would just, you know people would, how many words do you want i'm like uh you know i would say exactly what that other company you mentioned you know no less than 500 no less than 800 words or whatever i said mm-hmm. i would think it was like no less than 800 words mm-hmm. uh but of course they will write just 800 words you know they will they will they will do the bare minimum if if that's what they're if that's what you paid them to do and and that's you know, and I, again, it's it's all it's all in who you hire. But I want to mention that we pay for that. So when a when someone comes back and writes forty five hundred words on a topic, uh, and I like I, I get the invoice, I'm like, Woo oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, you know, but I'm like, I know that ultimately what I just paid for was a stock, right? It's an investment in the future of this particular brand. Mm -hmm. And so when I, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I can buy one share, you know, every month of a crappy company, or I could buy 10 shares of Tesla every month. It's going to cost me way more, but you know, 10 years from now, like I'm going to be well off, you Mm -hmm. know, the company is going to be well off. And so that's kind of how I look at, you know, yes, I'm paying for this now, but this is going to, I mean, the potential of this paying off for a lifetime of the site is worth way more Returning than what I'm paying for it right yeah. now. Right,
1: and and two things with that too, um, you know, there's a lot of back and forth between me and the writers that you don't see, obviously. Yeah, and and they'll uh, you know pay me either on Slack or, or in Asana and say, okay, I, I've already hit 2,500 words. Should <laughs> right. I keep going? What's you know? Yeah. I, they start to get a little nervous because sure. they understand they they yeah. know that they're getting paid for this and you know that it's per word. And I'll look at what the topic is. You know, I'll take a look at what they're doing. No, keep going. It's fine. Yes. You know, every malt uh, variety in the world. No, we yeah. can't do that in 1,200 words. <laughs>
0: no, no, we cannot. That's going to
1: be a massive, you know, piece and of And I content. mean, you're
0: writing, a, you're writing a massive, you're writing like these big how-to manuals. Like mm-hmm. if you had to write a how-to manual on a car, you know, have you ever seen like car manuals? They're massive. Yeah. And there's just so much to cover. And if I think that, you know, I'm going to get a bunch of 800 word, you know, articles to cover this massive topic of swimming pool care yeah. and hot tub care yeah. or homebrewing. Like, I mean, I have homebrewing books here that are just th- massive. They're mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm not, we haven't even scratched the surface of what we, you know, what, what we've written so far on brew cabin versus what we could be writing yeah. or what we will end up writing. Will be. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, yes, it is not uh, cheap per article if you want to look at it that way but i i can't look at it that way i have to look at it as i am building a book a, a, no i am we are building a manual like the greatest manual of all time mm-hmm. over time
1: yes you Absolutely. know that's just
0: you know and so yeah i mean I, yeah if we if i had to pay for somebody to write that manual in a month and i needed a huge team yeah then it's going to be very expensive mm-hmm. up front but again every time you write something and we publish it it that's bringing in traffic and that's helping to fund the rest of the the project, right? And it kind of just like creates this like flywheel effect.
1: And the other thing about that too is that when you do get that forty five hundred word post, yeah, you know that it's high quality content. Totally. You know, again, yeah. having the having an editor um, in between you and the writer. Mm-hmm. You know, I've looked at it before, before it goes up there, I've edited, I've gone through, maybe even cut, cut it down some, maybe sure. even add it a little bit more if it needed. Uh, Cause I'll do both, you know, it's, yeah. it's not just, um, uh, correcting the, the spelling and grammar. Like I said, there's, you know, I'll add a paragraph if I need to. Um, if mm. it's something that, you know, a lot needs you to be done, just... I will send it back to the writer. If it's just a quick fix, I'll, I'll just go ahead and do it. Yeah. Um, but so, it 's not you know I see those old articles that had to be at least eight hundred words, <laughs>
0: yeah. and the
1: way that uh you know the uh, a writer was hitting the eight hundred words was by writing like this and using every single yeah. word that they could use instead of you know there aren 't any contractions there aren 't any yep. Uh, you know they repeat things, and it's yeah. You can or it's tell a lot of
0: fluff leading up to the yes. the point. Yeah, yes,
1: you can tell that it was yeah. they were really you know instead of Stretching. isn't let me do is not because oh that's two words there that's two words two yeah, words right. down you know we'll hit it. yeah <laughs> yeah so it was a lot of you know fluff and and stuffing and you know um, so and, and actually you know getting back to what we were saying about how how we we came to work together and, and the reason why we continue to work together and work together so well, that's Mm -hmm. another reason. And, and I tell the writers that is that you understand the benefit of quality content. You understand that it costs money. Um, you understand that, you know, sometimes it's going to take a little more time, to do something. Yep. It's not, you know, yeah, we have deadlines, but you know, if, if one of the writers says, uh, you know, I'm still working on this every, you know, malt in the world, I need a couple right. more days. Absolutely. Of course you do. Yeah. But we we'll also, figure
0: out a way around it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we
1: also have, I also have the editorial calendar structured in a way that they get their stuff, their deadlines are two weeks before it's supposed to be published. So mm. we've got time and that's why, yeah. that's why we have it that way. Right. Because you never know what's going to come up. Um, but you know that's, and that's part of the reason why I say this is the best uh, gig that I've ever had because I've worked with people both as a freelancer and when I worked um, as a salaried employee at a couple of agencies where they did not respect the the writing team they did not respect the creative team or or the content you know everything was focused on sales and the Hmm. the sales team that was syndicating content and well they're the ones who pay the bills well they don't have anything to sell if we're not writing you know yeah so
0: what What? yeah and that's like I just I'm just not a salesperson you know I, I come more from the creative side so I feel like I I understand it and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing cuz I think you need a balance right cuz mm-hmm. there is yeah you do need sales it's like but I mean even when we were working with sponsors it was just like I'm with you like fuck this man like if you're <laughs> like you're trying to you're trying to strong arm me into saying something that I don't that I don't think should be said mm-hmm. or or like I don't think should be published you know yeah. and you know, I, I guess in in some respects it makes sense uh, as long as we. I mean, I don't think we set the tone for editorial uh, or, or at least like in, in uh, integrity. I don't. Th- I think we need it. Like, I think we needed to go. Like, look, you're working for like we're the big dogs. You mm-hmm. work for you know. You're paying us to do what we do best, right? And you don't get a say. You know, you're giving us. Sh- it's like it's like a lot of bloggers do that. They're like, yeah, you're giving me the product, and I'm going to write about this. But you don't get a say on what I write about. Yeah. You don't. You know, you're you're trusting me, knowing what you've done your research. It's like you hired Michelle Wolf to do, you know, the presentation. <laughs> like you knew what to expect. Yeah. You know, like that. And I think that's the way we have to approach it if we were to ever go that route well, again.
1: And we have done that to a degree. You know, yeah. there was, uh, you know, a request to see an email newsletter uh, yeah. before it went out, and I said no. Uh, you know, imagine if you had bought ad space uh, in a newspaper. You don't get sure. to see the page before yeah. the newspaper is published and goes out to everybody. Yeah, you
0: just you just advertise in the New York Times because you know what they do. You've yeah, done your you know preliminary that they research.
1: Yeah, you have an audience. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah,
0: if you want to advertise in the Aryan Times, like, you know what you're going <laughs> to get.
1: <laughs> well, and, you know, I think also that uh, when, when a sponsor tries to dictate the, the content because they're sponsoring an article, they're not – they're not thinking it through. They're not considering, uh, yeah. you know, we have a different audience than what you're used to. You know, mm-hmm. this is not uh, like we were saying before. Our audience is not pool industry experts. Our, on- our audience is the homeowners mm-hmm. who, you know, whether they've had a pool for, you know, 20, 30 years or they just, you know, inherited one somehow. That's who we're talking to. We're not, you know. Uh, so there's a there's a certain way that we talk to those people and and we yep. know them and you know so when they don't listen when they don't uh take that into account and try to you know treat it the Work same way this. that they treat all their other advertising it's going to fail for them right and unfortunately and they I, don't I, understand I, that
0: yeah i think it's very special to that industry too mm. like I, I don't i think uh once we start when brew cabin starts picking up steam and and maybe we do get some um offers from people who want to sponsor content I think we're going to see a totally different uh, side. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because I already know just from kind of watching a lot of YouTube videos or reading other content that has been sponsored it, they make it almost painfully clear that they didn't get any say on this whatsoever. And I, this is a totally, they, in fact, they emailed me and wanted me to be as honest as possible. And so so they literally understand the value of you know when a when a high profile website source blogger whoever uh says nice things mm-hmm. or even not nice things mm-hmm. and it's like look not every product is perfect and mm-hmm. that's the truth and so and the more truthful you are in that in you know in that delivery the more trust the reader is going to have for your site and the more likely they're probably going to buy it even if it does have a flaw.
1: Well, and you know for me a, a big thing is how the brand responds to it, to how the brand responds to those negative reviews. Yeah. If I look up, look up a restaurant on Yelp, mm-hmm. the first thing I don't care about the five star reviews, whatever. Right. I look at the one and two star because I want to yeah. see what the problems were and then yep. I want to see how the
0: company First of
1: all, if they responded, and second, sure. if they did, how they responded. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. We're working totally. on that. We're yeah. you know we're going to come back so we can do it better next time. Or if it's a yeah, well you know what you did though, then no, right. I don't need to be there. And I've I seen mean, there, that yeah. they argue. You know why are you oh, doing we, that?
0: I mean, there's a restaurant right around the corner from us that just opened, and and we love it. We actually just got a gift certificate for watching a dog to go uh, to go to the restaurant, which we're super excited about and their Yelp reviews are terrible <laughs> but they respond to every one of them with like crazy positivity yeah. and now they're they're and they're constantly ranked in magazines as one of the best restaurants in town uh-huh. so it's like yeah if their Yelp review if their Yelp reviews give you any indication of of how like i i think people kind of re- go to read those bad reviews like oh and then they see the response and go oh that's kind of funny or that's kind of interesting yeah. and, and like even they have a sign out front of their or the restaurant that's like, you know, uh, something like read our three star Yelp reviews or read our like it's something some tongue in cheek <laughs> play that like we don't have good reviews on Yelp, but we know that we're a good restaurant. So yeah, and see that's
1: it, like I said, it's all in how you respond. And you we're know? trying. Yeah. yeah, and now we're getting yeah. into like reputation management and stuff. Sure. But my point is, you know, uh, taking you know with with brands and and when a brand wants to sponsor something. They need to kind of let it go a little bit, you know,
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> and
1: step back and and uh, l- just let let things happen the way they're going to happen instead of trying to force things, um, right. which actually brings us around back around to the uh, viral content part of the conversation, mm-hmm. um, because my feeling about viral content is that it's accidental. You cannot. You cannot force that. You cannot. And no. the reason why, why I said I wanted to talk about that was because I saw somebody uh, on Twitter, somebody I follow on Twitter mentioned the other day that he saw on um, a prominent website that I'm not going to mention. And he took a training course from another prominent website that I'm not going to mention. And both of them said, when you create content, it has to be viral. And it's basically telling people, if it's not going to be viral, don't bother. Don't bother. Why would you do that? You know, well, that, I can That's like see telling that a novelist, "Don't write your book unless it's going to be a New York Times bestseller." Well, I, no. I
0: understand the philosophy behind that, right? Uh-huh. It's like they're they're making people strive for the best, right? Uh,
1: no, <laughs> no, because why do things go viral? You know, it's not necessarily because it was they're good. Good, yeah, it's right. not necessarily because it was helpful or. Or sure. you know served any kind of true purpose? The yes. woman sitting in her car trying on the Chewbacca mask, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. funny yeah. and it's you know it's joyful and you can look you can watch it and smile and and you know it's a boost to your day and everything. And then you go on about your day and and that's it. You're done. It's not you didn't learn. And I'm not putting it down. I'm not no. Know, by and that's any the means. second time
0: Chew- that's the second time Chewbacca Mama's been mentioned on the show in, in nine <laughs> episodes.
1: Oh, do I win? Did I get a prize? <laughs>
0: that's, it. that's That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but you know it's it that's why it went viral. She did not right. go out and buy that mask and say okay I'm going to make a video and I'm going to go gonna, viral and I'm going to no she was just going the on about her, yeah she was going on yeah. about her day and, and found something that you know she liked and and gave her joy and she shared it and people liked it and they shared it and you know it exploded and now yeah. she's back in oblivion. Um but when you try to force something when you try to sit down and say okay I am going to write a blog post <clears throat> excuse me a blog post that is going to go viral well uh no you're you're maybe if you get lucky but yeah. when you try to force it like that it's uh you know it's going to come out again it's going to come out stilted it's not going to be natural it's not going to be really you you know right. and well
0: i yeah i mean that. that's a good point i've only done one i've only had one post that i've ever written go viral and it wasn't and I did not have the intention of it going viral when I wrote it. It was purely out of anger. And I <laughs> what I, did, what I did do though is I spent I spent time on it. I did like I wrote down this huge article about and you can it's moneylab.co slash email uh and it's about email pop-ups. And I was just tired of these email pop ups and these welcome mats and these you mm. know you know, you get your yeah. the internet, we get it. Uh and so I was just super angry and I wrote this piece. It was probably 300 words. And 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 the and my joke was I put the f-word in every sentence. <laughs> and that was my that was how mad I was and I was just, I literally just wrote it. Just a screen. And then I yeah, just and then I sent it to a few people and they're like this isn't funny. Like, is dude, the cursing is like exhausting. And so then I was like, okay, and and I just kept at it. I just kept like you know, trying to make it funnier and better and like, and, and, and wittier. And, you know, I don't know what I was trying to do. I, I just knew that I wanted to put, I wanted to put this out there, but I only had like a hundred people on my list or something at the time. So it wasn't for many people. Mm-hmm. And it was just really for me. I was just like, let me put this out there. And I, and I just kept making it better. It took me two months to, of like, not, not two months straight of constant work, two months of like, you know, hour, I'll look at it, you know, and then, you know, a week went by and then I went and you know, looked at it again and was like, oh, I, you know, and I kept going back and saying, oh, this I could add this or whatever. And so it, it turns out like somebody found it, put it on Hacker News, and that was the end of that. Oh, wow. You know, and it was just like and it just uh, that was pure luck. But again, I had no audience.
1: But it's that it's that niche. You know, there's yeah, oh, a reason that, yes, why 100%. it would blow up on Hacker News. You know, totally. and yep. not just in general on Twitter or in general. Oh, it was, on it Facebook. was very it's relevant, very specific. Yes, exactly. Sure. And you know, and let me let me say too that um, it's different for small business owners and individual bloggers than it is for the larger companies who uh-huh. hire marketing agencies. Who have entire departments dedicated to working with and recruiting and cultivating influencers, and being able to yes create that environment where something may is is more likely has more uh, likelihood or possibility Mm -hmm. or probability of going viral. That's very different. They have a budget.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they have (laughs) have a budget. They
1: have a budget. They have connections and they have the time to do that. But you know, somebody who goes and takes a, a course. From, uh, you know, what is, uh, a, again, a, a well-respected website that is,
0: sure.
1: uh, you know, ostensibly trying to help people with this course, telling them, okay, you know, your stuff has to go viral. That's, that's doing them a disservice, I think, because it's You're kind right. of, it's really difficult. Like we were saying before, it's hard to write. And it's hard to write every day. It's hard to write yeah. even, you know, once a week to keep a blog going sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to tell somebody, well, it, essentially, if it's not going viral, it's crap. You know, you may crap. as well just yeah. give up. Why, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Just, you know, right. go back to whatever job you had before and give up. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. and, and yeah, I've only, ha- again, I've only had a few things go viral in there. And one of the, that was one that was, in- that's not helpful. It's an entertainment piece. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The other thing I did was I <clears throat> did a pool wrap, you know, pool yeah. care wrap. Went viral within the industry, of course, not like, you know,
1: and you it's know, yeah. Kim
0: Kardashian didn't tweet it, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's
1: novelty, you know. It's
0: novelty. Yeah. Th- now, did I get a bunch of backlinks from it? Yeah. Awesome. You know, but that that was But it. you weren't and
1: but you didn't sit down and say, I'm gonna write a pull rack uh, so that I get, you know, backlinks. This is, oh, this is I, my I link didn't building think, effort I,
0: here. Oh totally. <laughs> I, I didn't think anybody was gonna give a shit. Yeah. I was like, I'm doing this because I know how to do it and and it's so goofy in my brain, I'm like, this is worth wasting my time mm-hmm. on. I don't know why. But yeah, I mean, but that even that email piece, that was two years ago. I have not seen steady growth from that at all. So it's I call it churning, churning and burning. Uh You know, it's if you're going to if you're going to and this is same with like, um, like if you're going to like push yourself really hard to like publish something and then wait and then it's like, okay that didn't work. Push yourself really hard. Do it again. Like you, you're definitely going to burn out whereas the uh, the opposite approach or i've heard this described as the equal odds rule have you heard of that no what is that where it's uh, i believe the idea is like you know if you go in, like it's like imagine going into it's it's basically like i look at it as dollar cost averaging which is another investment term uh, of you're putting something out there you know you're trying you're trying your your best to put something out there consistently over time. And if you keep throwing things against the wall, something's bound to stick, I guess another way of saying that, mm-hmm. which is like keep doing what you're doing. They're not all going to be viral sensations uh-huh. and not even, maybe none of them ever become a viral sensation because the way that I've always, uh, I've <laughs> kind of been angry at the in- industry because a lot of people who are, who are famous for doing uh, online entrepreneur, blogging, whatever, they all of them, from my experience, have hockey stick moments. They have a moment where they put out something really big in the beginning or something interesting or they were at the right place at the right time. They see this hockey stick of growth and they just ride that wave for the rest of time. Yep. And I'm like, that's not fair. That's not good advice to give somebody like me who's definitely not going to have that hockey stick moment in pool care. Right. I'm never going to have that. So what's, what's my strategy mm-hmm. for building that site? My strategy is put out something every week or every month however however much you want to more or less you want to do it and just keep putting out good quality stuff over and over again and some of those pieces are going to gain traffic and are going to be it and you're going to end up with this 80 20 of like 20 percent of the the content is going to bring in most of your traffic but if you don't put those things out there how do you know which you, you can't predict what those 20 percent Of posts are going to be so you have to just keep putting out there right and you could do that intelligently with you know research Mm -hmm. prior to putting those things out there which i've done both sides i've done the side of you know just kind of researching and then putting out stuff that i know will have a good chance of working and so like i i'm i'm doing like dollar cost averaging and buying good stocks that i know will work uh versus you know, just, hey, uh, what's the difference between these two types of uh, coffee filters? I don't know. Write it down. Let's let's make a post. And it's like, well, does anyone even fucking search for that? I don't know. Uh, but I just kept putting stuff out there, and I just happened to be right on a lot of it, which was, you know, that was definitely luck. And, yeah, this I, I guess uh, I've I've heard James Clear, who's a blogger, talk about the equal odds rule. And I've heard other bloggers talk about it, which is... Yeah, you can either go viral and ride that wave for, you know, that little bit of time or keep trying Mm -hmm. and you'll burn out Mm -hmm. Uh, or just be consistent. It's like a magazine. Like you have to be consistent and you have to put out stuff and, you know, certain things are going to be awesome and they're going to go viral maybe. Mm -hmm. And certain things are not, but they might bring you some good traffic or not even, but they add to the traffic. So it's like and that's kind of what. That we have to look at it because yes, uh, uh, an article about cloudy water is not going viral. No, it's just
1: not. <laughs> no, no. You but at, that's part of the reason why I wanted to to bring bring that up and and discuss that today because Money Lab is um, aimed at entrepreneurs and small yeah. business owners. And you know, it, when I saw that tweet that the you know the that guy I follow put up, he sounded so defeated, and it just it made me sad that you know I. I I I don't like that someone would be told that and feel like, well, Uh, I'm just, you know, what I'm doing doesn't matter then. And it's worthless. And you know, no, because that's not true. Um, as long as you're doing something that you're passionate about and something that you're, you enjoy, because there's no point in being self-employed if you don't enjoy what you're doing. If you're self-employed and and you're, you know, and you're not happy, then you, there's, you need to make some changes because everything is under your control. You're the boss. Um, But as long as you're doing something that you like, that you're passionate about, that you get some kind of fulfillment from and some kind of return, and it doesn't have to be, I, I mean, what is the better return? A viral post or, you know, that, that like you said, you get that big moment for uh, a yeah. little bit and then it, it tapers off, or to build. A, a bigger audience over time and to you know maybe get an email from someone who says hey I read this today and it really helped me out you know I that's what I would rather get I'd rather get one email from one person that says I read this thing you wrote and it helped me out you know thank mm-hmm. you then you know 5,000 shares on on Twitter uh, you know yeah I don't from a bunch of people I don't know I don't care which is
0: a vanity metric uh,
1: yeah exactly and right. maybe that's just maybe that's why um I'm also not uh, a good salesperson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I prefer to be in, in the background and just do my thing back here and, you know, yep. do what I know how to do and, and make sure that I'm doing it right Um, than to be out front and, and you know, get shares and likes and whatever. Because I, I don't care. Yeah. But I, you know. I, I,
0: get, I get it, though. Like, even with this podcast, I'm seeing, like, it's pretty... Not growing very well, right? <laughs> it's like I will <laughs> do what other way to put it, but i I told myself in the beginning of this project, i I, I just have to keep doing it every week. Mm-hmm. I have to keep doing it, and I have to keep trying to make each episode as best as I can possibly make it. And one day, whether it's a single day or over the series of two years, uh depending on how things go, I, you know, I maybe I maybe could bring somebody on the show who's a big influencer and says, wow, this is the greatest episode I ever did. And I get a bunch of subscribers in one day, like, you know, or over time, like just people tell their friends, people tell one friend, people mm-hmm. tell the friend, people tell a friend. And I, you know, I go from 200 downloads an episode to 400 in, you know, mm-hmm. however many months. But that slow growth, there's it's really hard to be in that in that slow growth area. I that's it is. Yeah, especially in the beginning, of, like I understand it right now because we're you know with Brew Cabin, I, ha- I we have swimming University, which pays the bills, and I can let Brew Cabin just kind of grow over time. But I mean, when when I, when I was start starting swimming diversity, like I wanted everything, I needed everything to work like as fast as humanly possible, yeah, of course. and it's just so hard in that moment. And even sometimes now with Brew Cabin, like I'm just like. Uh, what can we do? Like, let's, uh, uh, you know, like let's make a rap video. We have to, you know, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, right. I pull, yeah. Uh, homebrew rap. So, uh, you know, I, 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 get that. I get that struggle in that, in that, in mm-hmm. that slow build area. And it's mm-hmm. like investing. I mean, I mean, I, I always use this term because it's like I, when I did personal finance, I never under, like, I bought Sirius satellite radio stock Right before Howard Stern jumped on, I'm like, oh come on, I'm going to be rich. Yeah. I'm the only, I'm the only idiot in the world who's thinking about buying stock in this, you know, because of course Howard Stern didn't do shit. In fact, <laughs> I lost a ton of money. From, oh, I only put six hundred dollars in, but I lost all of it. Uh, and versus, you know, putting a hundred dollars a month in, or or you know, uh, every week or every month, and it's like, oh well, now you know, five years later, like I actually have money. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. before or like. Yeah, it took a while and Mm -hmm. it's not going to grow overnight, but that's kind of how it works.
1: Well, you know, humans have a, uh, I I don't know if need is the right word, but Mm -hmm. a a propensity for a desire for instant gratification. Right. You know, right. we're, especially we're impatient. Nowadays. Yes. Yeah. When everything is so fast and uh-huh. yeah, we want it right now. Uh, uh-huh. you know, I click something and it takes two seconds to load. I'm already, oh, yeah. I'm already cursing <laughs> it, you know, come <laughs> yep. on, load already. Yeah. I got stuff to do, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, get it, but, um, it's also a matter of, um, you know, this is something that I, that I apply often in my own life and, and my own work. You have to choose your battles. You know, mm-hmm. are you going to, uh, you know, burn yourself out and and get spun up over? Oh, I have to go viral. I have to, you know, be big. I have to do this. I have to be an influencer. I, you know, or are you going to slow down and realize? Okay, no, I have to. You know, build something um, that I that I like, that I'm passionate about, that is going to do whatever it is that I'm trying to do, whether it's educate people or help people or sell something or whatever it is. Right. Um, you know, haven't you ever? Um, this happens to me a lot, where I'll run across somebody online. Like let's say let's say it's a podcast to use your yeah. your example, I'll run across a podcast and and you know listen to it and be like oh wow this is pretty good and then I go look and this person has been podcasting for three years, sure. and I never heard of them and I'm like right. wow oh my gosh okay well I just I just you know discovered a, a treasure then a treasure trove yes. because now I have all these uh, back episodes that I can listen to and you know it, it, that happens a lot at, at least well, to me you know oh
0: yeah I mean it's like it's you. And a lot of people even portray that of like, oh, you know, even if they don't mean to do it on purpose, but it's this overnight success, you know, syndrome where it's you believe somebody has an overnight success. But it's like, no, man, they've been Mm -mm. working on this thing for 10 years or they've been or, you know, you know, that person who's been podcasting for three years and they seem huge. They probably had four other podcasts before this one, yeah. you know, that they failed at, and now they have something. But yeah, and if you don't nev- listen to the don't... first
1: five, they suck, you know. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and they never mention. No one wants to mention that. And I was always thinking, like, it's sort of that idea that you know people portray themselves on Facebook in always the positive light. Oh and yeah. I've, I've, I'm still trying to work this out of my head. I don't know the angle that that would work, but it's like, what if somebody actually built a following? Posting only the worst shit that's ever happened to them (laughs) on on face. It's like, oh, you know, like I'm I'm sick today. I'm this is my hungover face. This is my you know freshman dentist. I I, you know it's always terrible shit. You know what? There's an old
1: movie like that. I can't remember the name of it, uh, but I I want to say it's Dudley Moore, and he. Starts writing commercials, I think maybe, uh-huh. where it's just complete honesty about products, including you know how it didn't work or it has this bad right. side effect or whatever, and and things just start blowing up because people are like, wow, it's, he's sense. being honest, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I have to look up the which movie that is, but um, yeah, it's you don't you don't always see what's going on um, behind the scenes no. or how hard somebody is working um, mm-hmm. to make things happen. So that's that's why I feel like the whole. You know, telling somebody you have to go viral or you have to be viral, you are telling them you have to be an overnight success. You have well, to be see it. a number they one bestseller. You have to be, you know, the the diamond in the rough that somebody discovers and you know puts on stage, and you're you're a big star now. It doesn't yep. it. That is so rare. It's so it, so it's rare. it's so
0: rare. But that's the majority. It, the majority of people that we know at, that are u- uber famous that's how they all got their start
1: uh, is maybe, I don't know. I mean,
0: well, if you think about like, I think about, you know, a star like post Malone, who's just like blowing up right now. Um, and it's who? like his name post Malone. He's like this, uh, singer rap singer, uh, like trap rapper or something. Like I keep, I he's everywhere now. Never and I'm like, heard of him. Yeah. He came from out. And <laughs> well, yeah, he's still, you you will one day. Okay. It's like, you will probably in the next, like now you will definitely will. Cause I said his name. Yeah. So, Now you'll be on the lookout, but there's, like, you'll, you see, like, even, like, I mentioned Kim Kardashian, like, it's just, like, instant, you know, like, they just come from, like, oh, I was this, you know, and I see it with YouTube a lot, too, it's, like, YouTube stars just overnight, because they just get, like, they hit, they hit virality, Uh, you know, like, Semisonic, a band that's, you know, wasn't, wasn't a band, and I'm, now I'm showing my age, but, like, (laughs) they were, they were, they weren't a band for that long, and they got signed, with like really fast, mm-hmm. had a hit song, and and then like lost it all. I mean, there's a yep. whole book about it.
1: Yep.
0: And uh, and it's just like people see that, like I mean, and I, I come from the musician world where that was our that was it. We were musicians. We were in a band. We were trying to get signed mm-hmm. because it was just like oh, Someone re- found us and gave us a bunch of money, you know, and that was it. Done.
1: Well, but you know something. It's interesting that that you bring that up because. I think that it may still be more that way in the traditional sense, where mm-hmm. somebody gets discovered and you know the big record company puts their money behind them and puts their their uh, promotion machine behind them and gets their name out there and gets them gigs and does all this stuff. Yes, the publisher you know happens upon a really good book and they publish it. Well, it's it pay to play. Yeah, exactly. But now with the internet, we have. Again, you know, self-publishing has exploded. It's huge. You have people who put their music up on Twitter themselves. I'm sorry, not Twitter, uh, YouTube themselves, or you know, whatever whatever platform they're using. So it is a slower build that way, but you also have more control because you don't have that, uh, you know, the the big five publisher who says, okay, well, your book's not selling anymore, so we're not going to promote it anymore. Sure. And you know, go write another bestseller, and then we'll talk.
0: And then, you that, then you're stuck in that trap of like you constantly stuck. have to write these. Yes, big, I mean, I think
1: exactly because is, you've got a contract.
0: Andy, yeah, is Andy Weir a good example of that?
1: Yes, yes, very right? much so. Yeah, he had a huge, huge hit with uh, The Martian, which he published himself um, over right. a couple years on his website, and yep. then you know got a book deal, best-selling book, and, and rightly so because it's a it's a fantastic book, and then uh-huh. a big movie, and then all in
0: all in one week.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. I
0: met the I met his agent.
1: Exactly. Yeah, year. it was huge. It's I yeah. Was like, Whoa, it was...
0: that's insane.
1: Yes, and then he came out with his second book, which uh, I read it. I got about a, a third of the way through it, and I could not finish it. I I finished it. I hated it. I hated it.
0: Yeah. um, And and that came out relatively quick. I mean, he, he probably felt pressure to put something out. Exactly. And didn't work on it for four years.
1: Exactly. Whereas, you know, it started out, The Martian was a passion project. You know, yes, Um, Artemis was okay. You know, I have a boss now, essentially do it again, because that's what happens when you sign with a record company or a publisher. You now have a boss and they are telling you, okay, you have a contract. We're going to pay you this money. But now you have to do this and you have to do it this way. And we're going to, you know, change things. And uh, so I I, again, I would rather I took a huge pay cut to go freelance. Huge pay cut, Yeah. you know, and it was worth it. Yeah, because, so yeah, because I have yeah. freedom. I manage my own day. I manage my own work and what I do and how I do it. I get to work from home where I'm more comfortable and happier than, than in a, a cubicle farm, you know, mm-hmm. with a bunch of bullshit office politics that I just cannot even play with. Yeah. Um, and so it was worth it to me, you know, to, to do things myself. And yep. to and slowly to and grow, slowly up. grow. Yes. It, t- and it took me a while to get back to where I was before, you know, yep. where I am now. And, but it was totally worth it. And I would do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. In a heartbeat. So yeah. yeah, the whole, you know, going viral thing, if it happens, Hey, great. Awesome. awesome. Ride, ride that yeah. wave as long as you can, but yeah. don't expect it to be able to ride it forever, you know, right. and don't be able, uh, don't expect to be able to reproduce it or even to, to make it happen the first time. It's, there are so many factors that go into it that you have no control over. So I, I would just, I would say to, to entrepreneurs and, and, you know, bloggers and small business owners, just do what you're doing. Do keep doing good work and producing good content and helping people and teaching people and, you know, selling whatever good products you're selling and, and just keep working at it.
0: And good is the operative word. I mean, like, you know.
1: As we don't good want as people doing that it.
0: if they're putting shit on the internet. Right, exactly. like, stop doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, please don't do, that. Yeah, um, don't do that. But you know, but it doesn't have to be oh super awesome, best thing ever either. Right, you know? Right. As long as it's something good that serves a purpose and has value to whatever whatever audience you have. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. So well after the show we'll talk about doing a home uh, homebrew rap. Uh, <laughs> we need to...
1: I totally we have the it. mic for it now, so yeah, you know? yeah.
0: <laughs> we need a hype man. <laughs> uh so
1: we'll be viral by the end of the week
0: right yeah (laughs) that's what we're striving for uh so uh just kind of to kind of wrap things up like what do you think is there even the most important thing when it comes to writing digital content like what's the most important thing you could think about if you had to give like oh man if i had to give one person like like do all you have to do is focus on this one thing and you keep doing it you'll be fine hmm I don't know. That's, I'm trying to think.
1: Well, <laughs> but, well, the the overall, you know, vague bit of advice is what we just said. You know, make it as good as you can make it. Um, go for go for quality rather than speed or volume. You know, um, something that is that takes you a week to write, but is. Is better and is a, a good quality piece of content that performs whatever function it is that you want it to perform, sure. is much better than something that you dashed off in half an hour just to get something up there. Right. You know, um, you when think I've,
0: consistency is important?
1: Um, yes, and no. Something that I have told clients before when I've, I've done content marketing training is you don't blog just because it's Wednesday at three. If it's, if that's what you're doing, if, you know, then it becomes a chore and then it's not good. And even if you think that you're, you're doing the best that you can and you're writing something well, it is going to come through in your writing. Um, there is a lot of psychology that goes into writing and creating digital content. Um, there are very specific phrases that we use on, on our websites and ways that we, uh, whether it's just in the body text or in anchor text, um, there are things that we do in in specific ways to get the results that we're seeking mm-hmm. and when you when you don't have uh, the passion behind something um, it it shows through my my point is that there are things that that you you do in your writing that people you you get certain results and people don't even realize that they're giving you that result right. Um,
0: I know what you mean.
1: Yeah. But if you if you just try to okay well, you know, I, I got a blog. I I, I said I was going to blog once a week, so I guess I better do it. Yeah. It's going to come through even if you don't like think like you
0: like you like you half-assed. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah. Even if you don't think it did and right. your reader may not even say, "Wow, this was really half-assed," but they're going to read it and not like it, not enjoy it, not share it not sure. you know maybe not come back and they may not even verbalize it they may not even have a conscious thought about why but it is yeah. it is going to happen yep so yep. um so no consistency yes that can be a good thing but um not if it becomes something that is forced something that yeah. you're doing simply for the the you know like we were saying with the internal linking if you're internally linking just because you can no, you're not getting any benefit. It's better yep. to not, to not do it at the all. The reader's
0: not getting any benefit.
1: Exactly, and right. neither are you. There's no SEO benefit there either.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. I, I would. I don't know with mine. <clears throat> I guess I guess mine is like just uh <laughs> Stimsy, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's like I mean, I think I think so differently about Swim University and the resource brands than I do about Money Lab. Because Money Lab is is very inconsistent, uh, but it is also, I mean, there's so much. I put so much more of my personal self into that mm-hmm. brand than I do my other ones, um, for obvious reasons. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a, there's a benefit to both sides of it too. There's a benefit to like doing stuff inconsistently as long as it's like absolutely awesome. Regardless of of how viral or how many people read it, like as, if you're putting something that's awesome out in the internet, like it, like I, 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 as an example, like Swim University and Brew Cabin get their traffic consistently from Google because we write resource content. That's what we do. That's what Google likes. People search for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're looking for answers. Uh, Money Lab, I get traffic an entirely different mm-hmm. way. Google is not my number one uh, traffic source. It's Facebook. And the reason is because – and I, I, I actually don't know this uh, besides through anecdotes of, of other people saying like, oh, I've, I found out about you through a Slack channel. You know, like people are referencing your stuff. You just don't know it because yeah. they're not backlinking to you. They're literally right. telling their friends like, go Ordnance. check this guy out mm-hmm. over here. And it doesn't – I don't get consistent traffic, but I get consistent growth uh, as far as email. I get about – Ninety emails a month, uh, and that's not from Google. You know, it's from it's. From, and I only have twenty five articles or twenty five pieces of content on my website. Mm-hmm. So, you know, over three years.
1: But see, it's it's uh, that makes total sense because yeah. because of what Money Lab is, and right. you're you're an entrepreneur writing about entrepreneurship and these things that you do. Your audience is entrepreneurs and small business owners. So when you haven't blogged for a little while, but then you come back and you put something up and you say, okay, here's what I've been doing. I've been working on this SEO project or something. They get it because you're working. Right. You know, if you're, if you're blogging every single day and giving advice to people about how they should be doing something, you're not actually doing that. You're, no. you're spending your time blogging and telling people how to do something. And that's how you're yep. making your money. You're not right. making your money by actually running your business. You're making your money by giving advice. Yes. So, uh, you yep. know. It's different. Yeah. it's It's, it's a different, different, you know, and, and sometimes people see that. Sometimes they don't. Um, yep. but it's, I think the way that, that you're doing it is, uh, it's more genuine, you know? And yeah, it's
0: authentic. Yeah. yeah. And
1: your, your audience understands that. I'm also not
0: that. selling hard, you yeah, know, I'm not a, exactly. I'm, it's not a site that's trying to like make a lot of money. It's just, yeah. but I, but also it's, it's, it's the type of uh, person I want to attract. Mm-hmm. I want to attract somebody who is at my level or somebody who is like kind of, kind of <laughs> already doing it. And doesn't, and it's not like a newbie entrepreneur who's like, tell me what well to do. Like I need, oh my yeah. gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I need to know. And it's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't, well, I, I just, here's what I do.
1: See, you know, that's if the you want to copy it. If all you're doing is spending your day reading about running a yeah. business and reading about, then you're not actually running your business either. Right.
0: right. Which you is know? what I did. I did that for two years before I started some you. <laughs> yeah. I get that world too. Yep so alright well cool thanks for coming on thank
1: you so much for having me
0: this was yeah. awesome
1: this was fun yeah uh,
0: I want to thank Paul Natoli from healthgeeks.co for my new middle name this week via email thank you Paul uh, <laughs> if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on this show you can email me please do uh, my email is matt at moneylab.co.co. please just email me just straight up email me let me know if, wh- what, what I should talk about because sometimes I don't know <laughs> what I want to talk about uh, and so I could use the help. And also, if you're going to email me, uh, suggest a middle name because I'm going to open to try new middle names out. Uh, not that I don't like my current one, but uh, just want to see what else is out there because I may get it legally changed. Who knows? <laughs> if I find a good one. Uh, if you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Do you listen to podcasts?
1: Uh... I do not on a really regular basis, but yeah, there are a couple I like.
0: What do you listen to mostly? What's your favorite one?
1: Wait wait don't tell me.
0: Okay. Which which one?
1: Uh no, uh that, that series. Wait wait don't tell me. The it's an NPR I know. series.
0: Sorry, I was trying to do a Laurel uh oh. Abbot and Costello bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah over my head totally missed it i, I went I into like, a do bit do not know what that is <laughs> no
0: i definitely know what that is that's a game show right
1: yeah kind of yeah a kind news yeah. news based game show for you know yeah. nerdy people <laughs> yeah 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 i've heard it a couple
0: times yeah i do you listen on, on, on google or apple like podcasts
1: um usually i'll i'll stream it over apple tv
0: oh okay yeah, yeah. Ah, i've never done that hmm you should do that
1: yeah yeah i'll put yeah, it on sometimes like, I just... sunday morning
0: yeah, I'll just put it like I'll just put a podcast on my phone and just listen to it through the phone. Sometimes just sit there in silence. I've sat there in silence, listening to podcasts, just staring at the wall with the podcast on. So it's a good way to relax. But, yeah, I mean, it's usually it's a, it's about homebrewing, so it's very technical that I have to pay attention. So it's just like mm, all right, mm-hmm. wait, I have to go back. What do you say? Uh, how many ounces did he use? I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so if you really like this show. Uh, I used to tell people to leave a review, but somebody gave me some advice on uh, via email, I think, or Twitter or something. That was like, why don't you just ask friends to like, or ask people who listen to the show to tell their friends who who would like the show to listen to the show instead of who? Because what what's a review going to do? I think I still want reviews, mm-hmm. but. I'd rather have listeners than reviews. So if you know somebody who would like this show, please tell them to check out whatever your favorite episode is, and maybe they will become a lifelong uh, listener like you are. <laughs> lifelong. So,
1: Because that's what uh, we're going for here, or it's the, just not life, worth it. Yeah.
0: Slow growth <laughs> over time, lifelong advocates. Uh, yeah. Point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they become – a subscriber. Michelle, thank you again for doing this show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Cool. Thanks for listening guys. That's it. Bye. Bye. Please tell your friends about this show.